0: So my name is uh, Kamalina Kukasami. I'm a pediatric oncologist that's based at Graves Hospital, and I currently run the pediatric hematology oncology unit here.
1: So September, a childhood cancer awareness month for a child living with cancer. Please tell us about it.
0: So while childhood cancer is generally rare, it is, however, the leading cause of uh, disease-related deaths past infancy in children and adolescents. So it's a great cause of morbidity and mortality despite it being rare, so following things like trauma, childhood cancer deaths, follow as the highest cause of death in children. So following this, in September, the idea of a National Cancer Awareness Month was born and initially that started uh, with President George Bush and thereafter uh, from, uh, that was around 1990. And then subsequently, we've had uh, Cancer Awareness Month being held in September. And every year, there's a focus on different things to highlight uh, childhood cancer care and treatment. Like for some years, we have a focus on early detection of cancer. Uh, This year, the focus is on the family and the unit and supporting the families of children with cancer. But essentially it's to raise awareness, to highlight the importance of early detection, because early detection is ultimately what cures the lives of children with cancer.
1: Doctor, so how does one distinguish childhood cancer and adult cancer?
0: So there's different cancers that commonly affect adults. For instance um, adult cancers, the commonest ones would be things like th- that are associated with disease of lifestyle, so obesity um, and smoking. So the common cancers then would follow would be things like lung cancer, breast cancer, um, uh, colorectal cancers, all these other cancers that are uh, associated with diseases of lifestyle. Whereas in children, the commonest cancers are things like leukemia, lymphomas. Brain tumors, um, neuroblastomas, kidney tumors or nephroblastomas, and uh, these are the commonest cancers affecting children. And the biology of these tumors between adults and children are different. For example, if you have a leukemia in a child less than the age of nine, the cure rates for these malignancies. Uh, in children with leukemia is better than if you have the same type of leukemia in an adult because children have different uh, genetic mutations that cause the cancer as compared to adults. So it's a totally different biology um, in these tumors. However, if you look at adolescent cancers, in some adolescents, uh, they, they may have thyroid cancer, which you also find in adults. So there is differences, but some similarities between the overlap of type of cancer that are found, but the biology and the way they behave is different. So the commonest cancers in children do have leukemia, and in leukemia, the commonest ones are lymphoblastic leukemia. Then we have lymphomas, and the commonest lymphomas that we see in children are non-Hodgkin's lymphomas and Hodgkin's lymphomas. Then we have brain tumors and then we have other solid tumors like neuroblastoma and worms tumors. So if we have to look at the warning signs of cancer, maybe what would be better for me to do is um, explain some general warning signs uh, for cancer. So the commonest signs is that if we have to advise anybody is basically to seek medical help early for any ongoing symptoms that you may have. Some symptoms, a child may have a white spot in the eye, that could imply a cancer called the retinoblastoma. A child who has a new squint or an eye deviation or sudden blindness or bulging of the eyeball, that could maybe indicate that the child has either a brain tumor or Um, another malignancy like a neuroblastoma or a uh, retinoblastoma. If a child has any lumps or masses that are found in the stomach, that can either be associated with a leukemia, a neuroblastoma or a nephroblastoma. If the child has lumps on the head, the legs, the testicles, that can uh, either imply maybe Uh, Some tumors like a neuroblastoma, the testicular masses can be associated with leukemias, but also another rare cancer in children like a germ cell tumor. If a child has unexplained fever, which is present for over two weeks with weight loss, they're fatigued, they look a bit pale, they have easy bruising or bleeding, that could imply any cancer where the bone marrow is involved. And cancers where the bone marrow can be involved, the commonest ones we see is leukemias, lymphomas, and then you may have other malignancies which are spread to the bone marrow, like a neuroblastoma, which is one of the common cancers that we see. Aching bones, joints back and easy fractures that can imply some bone tumors that we have in children, but also leukemia presents with severe bone pain that is often mistaken as being uh, arthritis in children. Uh, then you may have like neurological signs in a child. A child who has a change in the way they walk, they become unsteady, or their speech uh, becomes a problem, or they have continuous headaches, either with vomiting um, or nausea that is unexplainable and persists, especially in the early morning vomiting. Then we have to think of brain tumors in children. So I think if uh, parents look out for these signs, and if they are worried, or if you have persistent signs, then you need to seek help. And that help is available in different areas. It could be the different, um, the nearest hospital towards you, or there are maybe the cancer has a helpline, Choc, which helps us with cancer. They also have a cancer care helpline. But I think if you have any symptom, the important thing is to seek help urgently.
1: According to South African states, childhood cancer survival remains low. So what could be the driving forces leading to lower percentages? percentages?
0: So there there's many reasons for that. And um, one of the main reasons is there's lots of barriers exist at the patient level, which can be either parent education level or Lack of awareness of childhood cancer. This is why we try to uh, make patients aware that d- these are the signs of cancer. So if you see them, signs and symptoms, so if you see any of them or your child experiences them, to present early. So as I explained in the beginning, when you have a child who presents late, they present with advanced disease. And advanced disease is harder to cure, especially once it's spread. So early detection comes from making a diagnosis early. Then you have other areas where there's cultural beliefs. For instance, if a child presents with seizures or if they have hallucinations, then in some cultures it may be that the child has, uh, is affected by um, either some uh, extra natural or supernatural force. And that way they may believe it's causing the symptoms, but in effect, the child may be having a brain tumor, and this is why it's causing seizures or hallucinations. And in some cultures or in some populations, it becomes a problem where patients rather prioritize uh, putting food on the table rather than taking the bus to go to a hospital to seek care. So this is why they have uh, delayed presentations, but also we have patients who abandon treatment because they simply feel that they cannot afford care. And all of these reasons contribute towards the poor survival that we have in South Africa. But for me to highlight, the survival in South Africa is not as bad compared to other countries in sub-Saharan Africa. The overall survival in children with childhood cancer in South Africa ranges from 55 to 60%. In a first world country, that's 80%. And if you look at other countries in sub-Saharan Africa, places like Kenya, they have much lower survival rates of like 50%. So I think we are doing well, even though it is low, and there is ways in which we are looking at to improve the survival.
1: So, Doctor, in South Africa and in KZN, how many children are diagnosed with this deadly disease?
0: So, in South Africa, we have, um, it it varies between malignancies. If I look at stats from the USA, it's easier for uh, for people maybe to grasp this. So, in the US, about 47 children are diagnosed on a daily basis with cancer. And 1 in 285 children will develop cancer before the age of 20. In South Africa, if we have to look at the yearly incidence of um, common cancers, so we have leukemias and in children between 0 to 14 years, they form about 20% of all cancers. In lymphomas, We may have say about 74 cases that we have a year of lymphomas in children. So it varies by different um, malignancies.
1: How's the treatment like for them?
0: So child cancer affects the whole family. And this is why when we treat children with cancer, we don't just treat the patient, we treat the family. So at least one in four families lose up to 40% of their annual household income because their child has cancer, either from work-related disruptions uh, or they may even decide to leave their jobs to focus on their children. And we must not forget that the siblings of children with cancer are at increased risk of emotional and behavioral difficulties because for a sibling to see their child suffering with cancer they will have a lot of anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress that are all associated with that. So, we need to support families. And family support, there's a saying, it takes a village to raise a child. So, if you have or know somebody who has cancer, reach out to them to see how you can support them. Sometimes, they just want somebody to lend an ear to hear about their challenges. If you can help them by uh, taking them a warm meal if their child is getting chemotherapy or radiotherapy and they are too busy to be able to do it themselves, or connecting them with local support groups. We do have local support groups um, that are available that assist families and children with cancer. So I think if you look at doing these various things, you will greatly support a child with cancer and their families.
1: Do you have any advice that might assist parents in dealing with this?
0: I think when a parent is going through this difficult diagnosis, at the first time, when the doctor breaks this bad news to you, it is a shock. And all you may be thinking about is cancer, and cancer is associated with death, and somebody may know, an adult who presented with advanced stage cancer who demised and they try and uh, transfer that onto their child. But what a parent should understand is that the first thing is that your child's diagnosis of cancer has been made. Thereafter, the child is going to start treatment. With treatment, depending on what childhood cancer your child has, there is improved outcomes and increased survival. For example, if you have a child with a worm's tumor, a stage 1 disease, at least 95% of them to 99% of them are cured. So there is hope and light at the end of the tunnel. If you are feeling overwhelmed and you feel you don't have a lot of support and you need help, don't be afraid to ask. There's um, lots of levels of people in healthcare, some psychologists, social workers, uh, support groups, even doctors and nurses that will be able to assist you through your journey. And sometimes what I find with our patients is speaking to other family members with similar diagnosis also helps them with the malignancy and dealing with the diagnosis.